Welcome to Win the Day Podcast, hosted by Cyrus Jaffrey. Here, we interview top entrepreneurs, industry leaders, business owners, as well as individuals that perform at the highest level in the country. We dive deep into their thought process and the things that they do to separate themselves from the competition. Hey, welcome to Win Today Podcast. Uh, my name is Cyrus Jaffrey. Um, I have two co-hosts, uh, Mr. Kilgo and Benito. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's going on? Good to have you guys. So, hey, Insurance Producers Podcast, man, this podcast is all about how can we make you better as a producer? How can we give you more value? And we bring on top-notch producers across the country. That's going to help you completely change the game for you. So today, man, we got some rock stars and they're a good friend of mine's. Um, and I'm super excited to introduce these guys. So uh, Jake and Dustin, they're with Warren Mounts Agency um, out of Missouri, uh, and they're just doing some great things, man. Um, I can't wait to dive in and see how things go. Jake, Dustin, welcome, man. What's up, man? Excited to be on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we're on, man. Got it. Other than being Chiefs fans, uh, they're great. But um, <laughs> all right, um, let's let's <laughs> let's rock let's rock and roll. All right, hey. Guys, tell tell me just a little bit about your background, each of you, um, real quick, and we'll just kind of dive into some questions. Yeah. Um, so my name's Jake Warren. Um, my uh, my background. So I was actually with State Farm for about seven years. Um, I was uh, started as a producer, um, and like I said, was there from age of probably I've been in insurance coming up on ten years. So really, my whole professional career, I was with State Farm. Um, in the transition from, from going from the Catholic side to the independent side, we, uh, me and Dustin, South Dustin actually got into all this. Me and Dustin have actually been friends our entire life. Um, but uh, we were doing some sales training for uh, state form agencies. Um, we were doing a lot of sales and marketing side. Um, and after that, uh, 18 months or so, almost two years. And then we decided, you know, hey, we're training everybody else to do this. Like, let's just do it ourselves. So we opened up an independent brokerage. Um, it's me and my wife, um, and then Dustin and his wife. And um, outside of insurance, man, like, what do I do? I like working out. I like being outdoors. Um, me and my wife been together for ten years, married four, uh, with no kids, got two dogs. Um, cheese fan, big cheese fan, big Broncos hater. So that's always good. But uh, no, well, that, that's a little bit about me. Yeah, so like Jake mentioned, we've known each other for ever, and I actually was in education, so I was a, I was a teacher for six years, basketball coach, high school football coach, all that stuff, and um, loved, loved that, but at the same time, I really liked the amount of money that we were making. Uh, my wife was also a teacher at the time, so we were just trying to live life and raise a family, and, you know, I've got a five- and three-year-old, and whenever kids came, it was just, hey, we want to better ourselves and have more opportunity to, to you know just live a little bit more of a financially free life. So got into the consulting, like Jake said, doing that with him. And when we, you know, started the plans to open up the agency, um, it was, it was him and I, and then like, like you said, our wives, and we just been a team um, and got it rolling, rolling from there. That's where we are now. Yep. I need Travis Kelsey and Juju to have big week weekend this week. Uh, <laughs> fantasy, man. I got, I got to win this fantasy money. That's pretty, pretty easy thing for them to do, man. Well, they're not playing the Broncos, so probably be easy. <laughs> Sorry, the Broncos haven't won a game against the Chiefs since 2012. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Next question about work. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, exactly. um, all right. Hey, tell, tell us a little bit about, okay. So how, how is your agency? So these guys, guys, so they, they, they just finished one year, almost $5 million in premium. So they're coming on strong, uh, have some niche stuff that they're doing, but, but tell us about your dynamics inside of your agency. So like, um, who is doing what, and like, what's your, what, what's, what's that look like and how have you had that success? Yeah, man. So, you know, we started in September of 2021. Um, man, you know, when we were at State Farm, all we did was PNC and life insurance, right? I mean, I remember we had turned so much commercial stuff down. So we knew, like, hey, we, we knew that. We knew how to do the PNC book. Um, and when we live in a small town outside of Kansas City. You know, our population is probably 8,000, 9,000 people. We're both local. Actually, me, my wife, and Dustin are all locals. And then your wife is up in Missouri, but so we're all locals, okay? So we have pretty good reputations for the most part. Um, so we knew, you know, the presence of us opening up in town was going to be was going to be good. So PNC, we we started up with that. That was our main goal is to get to get the PNC up and rolling, and then our life insurance. So it was just us four, right? So me and my wife, Dustin and his wife, uh, we operated like that for the first four or five months there. Um, added on two other employees, um, and then we kind of started dabbling into the uh, the, the trucking. The trucking insurance side of things, transportation side, um, and then we actually figured out a lot of premium in there, and we it was like, okay, we need to figure this out and and, and then scale this this bad boy. So um, during that time, we were all producing. Okay, we, me, Dustin, my wife, Amanda, we were all producers, um, and then like I said, once we got into the trucking side, we uh, we started delegating things out. Now we got a personal uh, one of our employees just handled all of our uh, PNC. Uh, we have another guy that handled all of our trucking. Um, and then we are still in the trenches because um, again we're still you know we're still learning we're still learning guys like themselves. Um, but uh, yeah. Hey, how did you bring on? When did you know to bring on your first? A lot of people in this podcast are listening to this one man agencies, two man agencies. Maybe they're like, man, like how can you bring on somebody so fast, right? So you guys are. You guys maybe put some numbers down and say, God, it makes sense to bring on somebody. So a lot of people have trouble with this that I talk to. So like, how did you know when the time was right to bring on employees for you to become a leader, not just a quoter potentially of just quoting business? Yeah. Well, okay. So I would say from a number standpoint, I don't think that maybe we necessarily did what a lot of people do and said, okay, we've got these numbers. Here's how it's going to look. We can do it right now. I think the biggest thing for us was having a complete fear of failure, knowing where we were going to go regardless. Mm-hmm. We, we knew where we were going to go, where we wanted to get to. So whether the numbers matched up perfectly at that exact moment or not, we knew that in order to keep growing, in order to keep scaling the way we wanted to do it, we just needed to, we just needed to do it. So mm-hmm. just like when we opened up our business, we opened it up and we knew we weren't going to be getting a paycheck for a while. And yeah. so the only thing that mattered was produce, produce, produce. And mm-hmm. the quicker you can get people in there, um, the longer you can keep, you know, just grinding it, um, it's all going to work out. So that's kind of, I would say that's how we approached it. Yeah. And I would add, add to that, like, you know, we, we, when we sat down and we did our business plan originally, like, I remember we were sitting at, you know, Dustin's house and my house and, you know, going through everything on what we wanted this to look like year one, year two, year five, all that. We got into it. And, and then what happened? We started just producing, right? You're having quotes coming through. It, it was fast. I mean, because everybody was coming through from State Farm from previous people that I had. Uh, worked with in the past, and then we started noticing like, hey, like, you know, we're not being able to capitalize on the social media game, on um, everything that we wanted to 
to do originally because we're just working quotes. We're working, we're, we're, we're selling, we're working in the business and not necessarily working on the business. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we're like, okay, we got to take a step back here, right? We're doing great. Like we did, shoot, man, we did, we were dropping out from September to December, right? And then we kind of transitioned our focus and, and added another department with consulting. But at that moment, we're like, okay, we, we can't do all of this. We're starting to get the phone serene a little bit. Our social media game is slacking. We're not being consistent. Um, so we took a step back and said, hey, we need to bring people on. So that's what we did. And um, honestly, it was, we should have done it. Like everybody said, we should have done it from day one. We should have had a new one place in day one. That way it didn't take us four, five, six months um, to get those people in place. I feel like we're hitting the ground running right now. Like I feel like everything, when we got a podcast going now, like we, we have a lot of stuff going on. And I I mean, again, not saying that there's, there's not things that we're not doing the most efficient way because um, we can always be better. But I think really good. You know, and you guys, you know, you guys had some, uh, you know, you both were in education and, and and trainers and and had some things like that, I guess, with that, you know, State Farm and previous jobs. You know, when you brought, you know, the, the, the staff in, how did you guys have that set up for, for training? I mean, there's there's so many questions for you guys because you guys are, you know, uh, you know, family, you know, you got the wives in there working. So there's a lot of questions that people are going to know about that. You guys are educators and, and obviously salesmen. So there's a lot of questions, you know, spearheaded on that. Um, you, got, you guys blew up your first year. A lot of people struggle in their first year trying to figure out how they're going to do the marketing, how the leads are going to come in. So there's a lot of things that we can go into here is, you know, I, I guess, you know, with the dynamic you guys have, uh, you know, how did you guys write that script? How did you guys write that out and say, Hey, you know, how are we going to come together on this? How are we going to, how are we going to play, you know, this game yeah. and how are we going to write this out? And then, and then just have it t- and have it come to, you know, have that writing on paper come to life and take off. There's a lot to unpack in that. Okay. So with the dynamic that we have, obviously working with your spouse um, is, is different. Okay. From, from, from myself and my, and my wife, we were both educators. We were, we worked together or in the same area pretty much our whole time that we were, you know, after college, right. When, once we got into careers and once we got married, it's really been that way for us. So it's been a pretty smooth transition for us in that in that dynamic. Um Jake and Michaela. No, we never we, we do some we we do some real estate stuff on the side. We put we try to put one or two homes a year. And you know we work together with that, right? Like, you know, design part and you know, we have the contract or like kind of cool contractors in place that we kind of work care of that, but not on a regular basis. My wife actually used to be a dental hygienist on the day on her, you know, day to day job and I think Dusty's going for it. I think he's let him finish. Well, well, it takes it takes um, a lot of communication, okay? even when it's difficult to communicate, uh, because essentially it's just like when you, if you guys have roommates in college, you know your best friends. You know, over time they become a roommate to you, okay? Versus right. just you know, him and I are best friends, and we do a really really good job of communicating with each other, but we still annoy the absolute heck out of each other on a day to day basis now because we're together right. all the time. So knowing that you're going to have challenges, and we knew from the very beginning. Okay, and knowing that those are going to come up and being okay that they're coming up, 
even when you're frustrated, understand that the one common goal that all four of us have is to have an exceptionally you know, successful business and grow this thing as big as we can get it. When we remember we've got that one common goal, it makes it easier to get through any of the, I don't know, hiccups or miscommunications or disagreements, all those types of things. Um, but same time, it's definitely not easy. Okay, now the dynamic piece of it, um, as far as I think roles in the office is something that we struggled with really the first, the first, you know, six to eight months um, because we were trying to do so many things and our only goal was to just produce. So Jake would be doing this and that, and then I would be doing this and that, and then the girls were doing this and that. And I think, especially for them, I think that they need something to have a defined goal and feel like they're bringing value to what we're doing as a business. And so I think making sure that that is communicated and that that's a really important thing as well. Yeah, and, and to piggyback on that, like, we all have, honestly, we're moving the ego out of things as well, right? So like, there's two ones. Jake, but, we have a hard time hearing you, buddy. Um, for we, Dustin has been great; like we can hear him really well. Do you mind going a little bit on the left side? Can you hear me now. Be more like be more like Dustin. <laughs> okay. Can you hear me now. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Here we go. So to piggyback off what Dustin said, like there's four of us, right? And to have four people all on the same page is very hard. No matter if your spouse, if you're just business partners, whatever that looks like, that's super hard. But ultimately, in five years, we know we have to have everybody's different niches with what they're good at to be able to run this. No matter if this, that probably won't, hopefully that's not us, right? Hopefully we have other people in place to, you know, to run that niche. But from a marketing standpoint, from a social media standpoint, from a, a connection standpoint, like everybody has their has their niche here. And we knew that going into that. We also had, we all had our different personalities. Like literally all four of us are all different. Yeah. Um, I'm very aggressive. I'm very like risky, like I'll risk it all. Dusty slows me down. Like it all kind of averages itself out. So knowing that as well, knowing like now, like when we say we're into this thing, okay, nope. Uh, you know, Michaela, she does all the marketing. Like that, she does all the social media stuff. You know, Amanda's doing all of the content creating. Like it's just, it all we, we all know we, we, we all have our, our basic strengths and we're trying to now, you know, work those strengths and not just say, hey, we all need to be doing the same thing for us to be valued. No, yeah. it's like, hey, what's your strength? Okay, let's rock with it. Yeah. And now we have a set place. And then that way, as we grow, when we get more people in, we have a process down for what the social media game looks like, what this looks like, what that looks like. And then it's easier to scale because we already got those systems and processes in place. But that was hard to be. Yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. That's cool, man. I'm I'm intrigued about your social media, man. I know you wanted to. Uh, they they have a really good social media presence, guys. I know Benito and Kilgo. You might uh, you you don't follow them, but but I follow them follow them all the time. They have they're very uh, innovative and like they have QR codes and just to make people's life super easy. Uh, they have the best TikTok videos. Um, and all that stuff. So where where did that come from, man? And I know that's helping you guys obviously build your brand and 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 do it in not like an insurance like old way, doing it in a modern, funny way of connecting with with people on social media. Because here's the thing: you're gonna write people 
about five to 10 years younger than you and five to 10 years older than you. And all those people are going to be potentially in those. That's going to be my, that's our target market. At least I want to talk to you, talk to, talk about that if you guys could. And I know she does it, but if you could. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, my wife, my wife, Michaela, she loves that stuff. And I think I know Amanda, I'll let Dustin speak on Amanda's part, but Michaela loves it. Like she's like, if you look at her own personal social media, um, she, she, she loves playing around makeup. She, I mean, all that creativity stuff. She, that's a, she's she's been doing that since. I mean, honestly, like she was making YouTube videos whenever we were uh, ten years ago, right? Like she yeah. had gotten doing YouTube, and now with YouTube, it just kind of things started going off. Um, and then she kind of got out of it, you know, because she's a dental hygienist, or she was a dental hygienist, so she's seeing patients every day. Um, so she would come home and do it at night, and it's just as a hobby. Then she got into direct sales, and that was a big deal. You know, that was a big deal because she's always hit the social media game with that. Um, and, and more so, it's just a hobby. So now, when we're, when we're talking about the agency, now it's like, okay, now we're doing this for business. You know, now it's just everything that she was doing before on steroids, basically. Um, so I don't know if that answers your question, Cyrus, but that, that's where it all started. And we just yep. really, and then again, like everybody, like, me and Dusty, like, I know while well, I'll speak of myself, I try to stay out of it because I just, I make it complicated. Like, if I don't want to do something, <laughs> I'm not great on camera. I'm like, I don't really want to do that. Like, whatever that looks like. But I just, we just tend to make it more complicated. It's like, finally, we get to the point, like, hey, listen, tell us what to do. Tell us how to do it. And don't ask us if it's okay or not. Just tell us. <laughs> and I feel like ever since that, it's been great, even though, you know, you might see us singing Backstreet Boys or something like that. Uh <laughs> Yeah. Nothing yeah. wrong with that. Anyways, I'll let Dusty speak on Amanda's end. Well, no, I just from from the social media standpoint, I think the only I think the main thing for us is it's just we made it to where it's consistent now. And even though I mean, I'll be honest, there uh, half the time it's a reel that I don't really like or want to do. Okay, or I, it may not be something that I would personally choose to do. The key with all of it is. We're subconsciously, social media is a subconscious thing. They're yeah. seeing you all the time. And yeah. as long as people like you, right, and, and, and they're seeing that you're not afraid to be different, that you're, you know, okay yeah. with what out there, um, <laughs> even if they scroll through, it's not like, if yeah. they think something's dumb, they're, they're not going to sit there and think about it for 30 minutes that that was dumb. They're going to say, oh, that was silly, or oh, that was awesome. And then they're scrolling to the next thing. But subconsciously, they just saw Warren and Mount's agency on their yes. phone. They're going to see him again tomorrow, and yes. then the next day. Yes. And we we've just been really good at being consistent, and that's a it's, it's genuine. You know, like you you guys go through and so, see some of our stuff. Like it's like, man, Jake and Dustin did not feel comfortable in that situation. They, <laughs> just, they, this is not their thing, right? And that's where most of the time, you, and no offense to it, but I feel like you see sometimes people get on social media and they're trying to be something that they're not. And yes, and that 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 is very easy to see and pick up, you know, on the yeah. other side. So we're just just us and, and and we let it out there um and we wouldn't do that if we didn't have those other people in place to to hold us accountable to say hey all right we're doing a reel in 20 minutes okay that doesn't work okay well, now it's 30 then whatever it is like we're we're basically being forced to do it and that's yeah. how i think that's how you have to do things you got to get uncomfortable with things like we all know um and i just feel like we do a really good job of like what Dustin's saying just being consistent because that's the hardest thing it's so easy everybody's on the phone it's like you're just wasting time so just to be you know diligent with it and consistent with it man is, is, is what you need to say. 
Where does so, uh, where does she get her creative inspiration? Not from Jake. I said not from Jake. Oh, no, not from me. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of the ones we've done have been like The Office. You know, we'll yeah. see clips. They're, Jake and Taylor are huge Office fans. Um, I like The Office too, but I'm not like diehard. But there'll be some you know random stuff that you know they'll see and. Um, I, I still like to make it at least as much as we can, like at least somewhat relatable to insurance, right? right? Like, so it's got to like somehow, um, right. be not completely because we don't want to come off as just selling, selling, selling all the time. Right. But I think, and I think we've done a pretty, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. So mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like they see the sign because like we also been getting into, you know, trying to get in front of the camera. Like I said, we started a podcast and, uh, I think we're on like episode one, we just did one right actually this um they want to have 13 14 right so we try to do one or two a week um more so one right but um i don't know man like it's, it's just uh i, I think we i think the genuine part of everything um and everybody's seen everybody's personality right and then at the same time we're still trickling in serious stuff like we're talking about a certain you know we've been on this uh this this, this HELOC strategy that we've been learning about from some guys that are involved with cyrus's group and um, you know, we really hit the ground running with that. So talking about that, um, where it's like, hey, these are really good strategies. You know, we're not just on the on these reels joking around and stuff. Like, hey, we do have some really good value for you guys, but we're trying to sprinkle in both. Where it's not just, hey, let us let us come into the office so we can show you how to do this or sell you something or whatever. Like, we're just trying to do it. I think we do a great job. Nice. Hey, I wanted to ask about the the trucking part of your guys' business. One thing that I see, and I, I want to commend you guys because as first year independent agents, I know, uh, you know, coming from State Farm, there was definitely no trucking background there um, or anything like that. But it seems like every time I see somebody ask in a group like IAOA or any of those, and somebody says, oh, you know, I wrote this trucking account, you know, it's 30 grand in premium. I, this is really, I want to try and blow this up. And, you know, there comes all the guys, like the older guys that have been around the block a little bit. And they're, you know, you're going to have an ENO claim or, you know, it's like just such a scare tactic when it comes to that line of business specifically is what I see consistently. What made you guys, you know, look at that niche as something that you wanted to blow up? And then also, how did you better educate yourself in that niche when, you know, it seems like every other person is telling you to turn and run? Well, to be honest, we didn't really take anybody else's opinion into account on no. whether it was a risk or not or something you should or shouldn't do. Um, we thought from a business standpoint, this is something that we can scale really, really big and, and you know, in the long run. And we're in insurance. We have the ability to write it. We have the ability to learn. We have the ability to educate ourselves more on it. Why would, why would we not if we, if we have the capability to do it? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, once we once we figured out that we could do it and um you know yeah learn learning more just learn educating yourself on you know it's it's not a ton different than what we already do. I mean to be honest. It's just it's, it's just boring. Yeah, it's just a little bit foreign and and there's a lot of easy ways to really educate yourself and understand, you know, what these guys need. Because here's the thing, they are running businesses. Okay, truckers are running a business, right? They they don't have time necessarily to worry about um you know everything that they that they need to be educated on when they're getting insurance. It's really just a box that they're checking 
that they know they've got to get done so they can run loads. So whenever we can provide that educational process to them, just like we do for a regular personal lines client, when we get on the phone with them and we're selling a policy, we're educating. And I think that that goes a long way with, you know, whoever it is running their trucking company that, hey, they know that they've got somebody that they can call or that they can ask a question um, and, and we're going to be there for them. That's what I really think has made a big difference. Yeah, and, and to, you know, piggyback off that, like, you know, the, we don't have a lot. We didn't have a lot, a lot of options uh, carrier, carriers-wise, you know, at the very beginning. So, what what did we know, right? We knew how to hit the pumps. Like I, I came like the whole. So when I was seven years, I came in. Probably the four years, I was just doing nothing but cold call. Okay, that's all we would do. That's all we would. That's all we. That's how we built our business. Basically, was cold call. You know, you have your network, right? And that, that only goes so far. And that's another reason why we all teamed up as well, because you know everybody's got their own network. So I mean, we know how to work our networks, right? And if you got four different networks, then well, then we can hammer that bad boy out. Plus all the you know the money or all the you know insurance we've been over the X amount of years. But so we knew how to hit the phones. Dustin was great on the phone. Dustin was a natural on the phones when we were doing the the consulting, right? We we're calling agencies. Hey man, like we got this program to show you guys. Like ah oh, no, my state farm agent he he's not here right now. He'll call you back. You know, so it's like okay, we'll call him back at that time. Like we knew how to hit the phones. So we kind of fell into the trucking and. Caleb, my brother-in-law, Caleb's brother, he was a cold caller um, for us at State Farm as well, right? And he was, I mean, he was right, right side of me calling. And I remember that kid got, he got like 20, or not 20, that was an exaggeration, like 14 quotes one day, and when one day calling. And that's, that was amazing. That was more than I've ever, you know? And uh, so I was like, he had no fear, right? But he didn't even know any better. So we started getting him in here. We're like, all right, let's get Caleb in here. This kid is a freaking genius too. He actually just dropped out of school from a chemical engineer um, to pursue this full time. Um, full ride. I mean, he had uh, he had a full on scholarship in zoo. Like the kid, the kid is is by far. When you're talking to at least my, me, like his IQ is is ten times more than mine, right? So he came in here and just freaking blew it up with with getting so. I mean, analytical about everything we were doing with the trucking knowledge. Right. So if you can bring Kate, honestly, we didn't have Caleb on here to talk about the knowledge part because all I knew how to do was sell and get in front of somebody and close a policy. Okay, we can go through, we need a million dollars in liability. Okay, we, we're learning all the you know, all the filings and all that other stuff on the back end. And then Caleb gets in here and blows it up and we put him through a good uh cert, you know, the trip certification. It was about a thousand bucks or so, and that that taught us all a lot. Um, so just little stuff like that. And again, you know, not being scared, which again, I did, I have seen some of the stuff you have talked about, but I didn't necessarily see it at the very beginning. That might have scared us a little bit more, you know, if we would have solved it at the beginning. Um, and, and that's, I, I think it's great. You know, that's the biggest thing that holds you back is fear. Everybody's scared of something, man. Like I'm scared every day of something. Right. And if you just get familiar with the fear and how to handle it, well, then that fear comes up and you already know how to handle them. Next mm -hmm. one. Um, but yeah, that was probably Jake, cool. I would, I would add guys that for a lot of younger agents in your first year and second year, um, if you're not doing trucking, uh, do that certification, start doing it or life insurance, because it's very hard to make a lot of money in our industry for the first year or two. So Warren and Mounts 
creatively, we're like, hey, listen, we're going to do a ton of life insurance, and then we're going to do a ton of trucking, because here's what happens with trucking. You get a lot of money up front, and it's going to make you to go through that first six months, six to 12 months, a lot easier than people doing personal lines, because shit, they're doing three, 10 accounts. If trucking, that's 30,000 average, that's 300,000. They're going to get a $30,000 check, even from Progressive. And then sticking with Progressive makes it easier just because their system is so easy to work through. So you pick one carrier that you're really good at, find 10 accounts a month, make 30,000. Like, why the hell would you not would you, would you not do that? That's exactly right, dude. Like, we we had two families to feed, okay? And we, I mean, we had two families, two households to feed off the bat, right? And we started with nothing. You know how that is. Like, it, it, there's no money coming in. Um, so, like, man, we got to make some more money some way, somehow. So, we got, that's that's what, how we fell into that is, okay, yeah, we're doing great with PNC, but, man, after you're talking about, I mean, we, uh, there's some things that happened at the beginning that, you know, we had to get into a bigger building than we wanted to get into. So we're like, okay, well, we have a 27, 2800 square foot office and we got four people in here. <laughs> we got to produce, man. And PNC <laughs> doesn't matter how many folks we're doing. Like me and Dustin are doing life insurance. I mean, I think that first four months we did what? Like, I remember I remember we called our life insurance guy and he's like, hey, you know, you guys will get, you know, you're 80% and so you get to 50,000 mark. I think, and then he's like, then you bump it up to 90 percent like, all right, we gotta get to 90 percent by December. And I think we called him in November. And was like, hey man, we're like 43,000 and he bumps up to the 90k mark. He's like, done. You know, so just stuff like that that um we really just knew like our backs were against the wall. So we got to feed our family and pay our bills. So we just went to the phones. <laughs> Pretty impressive, man. Yeah, yeah. Necessity is a great uh, motivator. That's that's awesome. And Jason, I don't know who asked earlier, but like when we you know, decided to hire somebody, how do we know the right time to do it? But I think the key then though, is now that we've got two other people in here, also keeping our backs against the wall, because now we've got two other people that also depend on us to have a successful business too, mm-hmm. right? Like the last thing we want to do is hire somebody and then, all right, six months later, well, it's not working. See it, like, because we couldn't figure out how to make mm-hmm. it work. So when we bring people in, that also holds us accountable. And it also makes us, okay, how can we do even more to where we can bring two more people in mm-hmm. and how we can, how we can continue to scale this. And I just, when he was talking about that, you know, having our backs against the wall, um, it just made me think about what, what adding people, you know, to your staff, even when you may not quite be ready, um, what it does for that motivation to keep you, to keep you rolling. So. And equals, man, like, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like number ones, number twos, like we're all equals, man. We're all trying to learn. Like, you know, someone could hire, you know, we brought in another person, another broker. She, she, she came in and, um, I mean, she's like, hey, I like doing it this way. And it's totally different. Than, okay, let's see if it works, right? And then, okay, yeah, that does work. Okay, let's go with it, right? Yeah. Like, nobody's ideas are, are shut down. And, and I feel like sometimes, at least from where I came from, I've been around a lot of guys that have a lot of, you know, a big ego. they got to be the number one. You know, if not, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's hitting them hard, man. And that's one thing we all talked about is like, even though I've been in, I've been in the insurance longest out of anybody. Like I, I, to this day, I'm 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 the dumbest dude in the office, right? So and that's <laughs> how it needs to be, right? It needs to be like that. Like the day you are in an office where you know you 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 know the most at the table, that means you're at the wrong table, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, I mean, shoot, Cyrus. I mean, I have a we have a ton of respect for Cyrus. I mean, a hundred percent. No matter if we say it to him or not, we don't want to build his ego up, right? <laughs> but uh, 
I mean, the guy's doing so much, and it's, it, it's so natural and organic for him to do it. Um, so, again, yeah, just to appreciate that. I, th- I think what you guys talked about earlier that was, you know, really hit home for me is confidence, right? You guys came in, and you guys were just – you guys had a game plan. Um, you acted on it, and you were confident about it. Like, no one could tell you no, right? Like, you're just going to persevere – and you're just going to go out and, and win because uh, that's what's putting food on the table for your families. But it's 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 also in you. Right. And some of those things can't be taught like it's that's why you guys are, are owners and, and not producers. Right. So it's it's that thing. But I think also it starts to change. The dynamics will change for you guys. Um, and I think you guys are already planning for that and adapting and and creating the new vision uh, or, or escalating the vision even further by hiring. And when I think, you know, there, I think it's a money factor, but I think it's also, it's a delegation, right? Like, it's like, I've got so much on my plate. I can't handle it. Let me slide this off. So now I can do more here. Mm-hmm. Right. And so as you keep sliding things off, that's when you got to keep hiring. You you keep bringing those people on and, and then you're going to get, you're going to grow and get bigger and bigger. Yeah. What's your, what's your, what's your biggest um, suggestion guys for, for, for maybe first two, second, third year agents um, that are, that are wanting to kind of grow and kind of be what you guys are doing. Uh, Is it honing on social media? Is it, Hey, um, hire somebody. I promise you it will work out. Or uh, is it, Hey, figure out trucking life insurance. Like what are some two or three things that you would recommend to some newer agents? To have the success you guys have had. So one of the things that that really hit home for us that you I remember you talking about this to us a lot, Cyrus, was and it was really when the trucking was kind of taken off, was kept saying, make sure, make sure absolutely that DNC is still your bread and butter, right? It's still your foundation. Uh, and, and Jake was Jake was always telling me that too, like it's our it's our foundation. And I no matter what, that is that is important. Okay, and that has to be, in my, in my opinion. Things good advice. What what is going to last the longest? Okay, and what is going to make sure that no matter what, at the end of the day, the bills are paid and your employees are paid and you're good to go. From there, I think it's really figuring out something that you like to do. Like, what do you yeah. what do you what what do you enjoy? Right. And like, I know for for Jake and myself, one of the things that we're really really enjoying now is learning all the different strategies that mm-hmm. you do on the life insurance side. With the, with the HELOC strategy, educating people on kind of a different way to think about their finances and the way that they mm-hmm. live their lives. That's a fun thing for us to talk about. But so what, what Jason just said is that on the delegation piece, I think that it's really, really important for people that are trying to grow. If you're going to hire somebody, you've got to be okay with delegating. it. And then when you delegate it, you got to understand kind of choosing your battles. Is it life or death? If they're doing something that maybe I don't really like right now, is it really going to matter if we correct it this second or can we let it play itself out a little bit? Can we, can we just trust that they're going to figure it out and they're going to get it done? And I think that's a hard thing when you're a business owner to necessarily want to do, especially when you're really, really good at what you do. So I think that's a really, really extremely important thing for people that are trying to grow, whether they're going to hire somebody uh, or not. Like, Figure out how you're going to grow and delegate. You're going to be actually okay with delegating. Mm. Yeah, trust is a big thing, and control is a big thing, right? Mm. It's a fine line. Leaving that ego at the door, man. 
You know, your name's on the building better than anything, man. Like that's nothing. You know, you're 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 nothing without everybody around you, right? Like it doesn't matter if you got 10 experience, 10 years of experience, and this person has none, like they're just as important to the whole process that you are. Everybody has their role, and um, I'm a huge believer on that. That's that you know, I've always been like that. You know, I've always, you know, if I, I to a job like man like i'm just thankful to have a job so i work my ass off on that you know for that guy so everybody there's a lot of good employees out there that will do that you show them a little loyalty and then bam you know they'll work they'll work their ass off for you forever yeah well those are the type of people that you know they just don't have maybe the confidence Mm -hmm. to bet on themselves right and that's okay that's totally fine like do that that that's great for them but for the people that do want to bet on them for themselves which all of us in this you know on, Mm -hmm. on this call you know have done then it's just, just to have the confidence is scary. Like everybody, like you guys, I guarantee, I mean, I hope, I hope you guys say yes to this, but I guarantee you guys get scared about something every single day with your guys' yeah. business, even though you guys are, you know, 10x past us on whatever you guys, whatever you guys are doing, right? Like, but everybody's scared is how to deal with the scare and how to deal with the fear. Yeah. To, to a new agency, man, just, just, I, I don't know, man, just, just learn, just, just try to, Try to try to listen as much as you can, but still have your backbone to know, okay, this is what I like to do. Because what you like to do is going to be what you have the most success at too, right? So yeah. taking that, taking everything you can around you, picking what you like to do, say, okay, this is my niche. I'm going to run with this niche. Right. I got that niche good. Now, guess what? I remember I was on a call one time with this guy, and I, I think, Cyrus, you might have done it too. And somebody asked a question like, hey, what would you do if you had to go and rebuild uh, or, you know, you know, rebuild your book of business, uh, rebuild or uh, start a brand new scratch brokerage from today? What, what would be the biggest advice you would tell someone? And they said, he said, this guy said, you know, pick one niche and go with it. And that hit hard for me. Like, I'm like, okay, well, that's not why I did this. I did this so we could have all these different niches. So then I started, started thinking about it a little bit more. And it's like, you know what? That's okay. You can do it that way. But you can also do it this way. When you build a niche up, right, you get a good process and system down, mm-hmm. right? See, we knew that had been successful. Mark, check that box. Okay, now guess what? Now what's next, right? Because we get bored. What happens when you get right. bored? You get lazy. Well, let's get something else. Let's get trucking in our stuff or life insurance. Let's get some new strategies we can do with our life insurance. We got this good process in place. Now let's get a little uncomfortable and figure out and, and be the be the right. beginners in the group again. Okay. Bam, you check that box and then you move forward and it's just a stepping. And that's kind of how we think of it. Or that's how I think of it. Um, everybody wants to be the CEO, man, and all this stuff. And sometimes it's just good to be the, be the beginner at every single table. table that's and cool. And, uh, blow things up. That makes any sense at all. I don't know. It makes sense. Makes, makes complete sense, man. That's huge. That's huge. Shit, we we are man, we're so blessed as insurance people, man, because we can do a lot of things. You're right, man. You could do life and trucking and commercial and personal lines. And it's like, find one of those you really like, man. So you're waking up in the morning excited about going to work and freaking go at it, dude. Medicare. I don't care what you're doing, man. Pick it and go. There's so much, so much available in our industry, man. Go. Here we go. Go. Um, I love it, man. I want to talk about we're about. We'll go about a one minute left. I want to talk about any. Uh, do you guys have any other questions, Jason Benito? Man, I got so many. Man, I might have to get, <laughs> get with you guys. Yeah, yeah. Call, but um, God, we'll like, have him on again. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have these guys on again because I think you guys also said something in there about um uh you know um telemarketing, uh the the telemarketer. And um, you know on the telemarketer, man, we all we've all hit the problems. Owners, everything. Like we're no better than a like I don't even like the word telemarketer, right? Because that's and no not <laughs> everybody's hitting you. the bumps, you know. So um you can knock you can call way more people than you can go knock on a door, right? And so anyway, so go on. Sorry. No, I you're right. I mean that's and I think that's the problem with our industry is that I think, shoot, it almost seems like it's 99% of mm-hmm. agency owners out there saying telemarketing is not the way to do it. Mm-hmm. And you guys are very successful at it. And I know a couple other agencies that are as well. So mm-hmm. it would be, I think a lot of people need to hear, you know, what makes you guys, what makes this part of your marketing work and and why others see it as something that is is no good mm-hmm. and are, are, are just so against it or don't think it works, right? So you guys have been able to do this on a high level. And I think, you know, as a new producer, as as someone trying to get into the insurance business, as an agency owner, and, and someone that has been in the business for 30 years, it doesn't matter. It's it's a phone business. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I, you know, like I said, we almost need to get you guys on again yeah. to just break that part down because that part could lead into so many different niches as well as, you know, I mean, you could, you could cold call on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, anyways, just a lot to digest there. I definitely want to talk to you guys after this. That sounds, that sounds like a plan. All right, Dustin, Jake, man, we end this podcast every time um, how you win your day. Uh, what are one or two things um, that you do daily that you consider your day one? Oh, so I work out every day, whether it's cardio or lifting. Okay, in the morning before work, the gym's right next door, so it makes it makes it nice. Um, and then intermittent fasting. I know that's going to sound really silly, but like that has helped me be so much more disciplined. Like my diet, feeling good. Um, we all in the office basically eat around. No earlier than noon, basically every day. Yeah. He asked me before we got on the car, he's like, you going to go eat your lunch? I said, no. He's like, so you don't eat until like 3.30? And I think, yeah, I was not going to be fast and longer than me. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. that's how I took it. I did think he got grumpy with me. I'm like, yeah, I'll eat my lunch later. Uh, so my thing, I'm pretty, I'm a kind of a creature habit, man. Anybody ever were to try to find me. Um, I have my spots that I go to and that's where I do. So I, I wake up every morning and I go to the gym, right? Me and Dusty at the gym. He's there a little bit before me. Um, but I go to the gym every day. And then the other thing that I'm hundred percent consistent with is, um, as soon as I get to the office, man, I make a list of at least 10 things I have to do. And no matter if that is, you know, I make my wife gets to the office before me as well. So, you know, I make the bed in the morning. I know it's so cliche, but just accomplishing yeah. one thing. Right off Absolutely. The um, but and then making a list. So I guess go to the gym, make a list of 10 things to do and roll with it. Make shit happen. I love it, dude. Hey, you guys, thank you for being on, man. It was a great episode. We'll have you guys again for sure. Benito uh and Jason, thank you guys, guys for awesome. being on. Yeah. Um, and uh everybody have a good day, man. Talk to you guys yeah, next time. Guys See you guys. Yeah.